Trump. I don't get it. <laughs> what what makes Why you can't, say that? Well, it's just like everything that in the article they say there's virtually no precedent for just sitting at his fucking house for seven hours a day. It's like, yeah, why does he do nothing? What is going on? It's weird. Well, I think to say he's doing nothing just shows your bias. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Our American Republic. At the time of recording, it is Sunday evening, February 3rd, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Yeah, not, not my, my Lord. Lord. No. I <laughs> gotcha. Uh, okay. We love God. Jesus, yeah. what a guy. Yeah. And Jesus, what a week in this American Republic. There have been some weird trickles of news stories. Just to touch upon what we discussed last week... Tonight is the deadline the international community has imposed on good old Saint Nick Maduro to call new elections, and his administration has said that they're willing to call new elections prior to when they're next meant to occur, but that's oh, yeah. some years down the line, so it's That's not... basically not saying anything. That's yes. essentially saying we'll do them when we do them, It's yeah. like calling American cheese a real cheese product. It's iffy. Yeah, it's... Uh, at best. I mean, technically, the isn't... You know, the cheese that the government puts out, though, cheddar? Yes, government cheese is cheddar. American cheese it's is, just uh, like, dairy Created by product. the hardworking businessmen of America. To feed the malnourished working poor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh. There are some interesting videos of people trying to burn American cheese online. Oh, yeah. And it will kind of, like spark and smolder but it won't burn which so is saying, what fat is supposed to do so what you're saying is that the american people are american cheese they just don't burn the way they're supposed to i'm not saying that but i'd like to note if anyone from the u.s dairy lobby is listening to this this is a comedy podcast and we are not liable for any statements that are false. I think it's pretty generous to call this a comedy podcast. I'm calling this a comedy (laughs) podcast to protect me from any potential legal action. We can definitely say this is a podcast and we are not professionals in any capacity. Definitely not comedic professionals. Mm -hmm. But also... if you saw our faces, you'd know we're pretty funny looking. Oh yeah, so true. Mm -hmm. We have faces for podcasts and radio (laughs) and plastic surgery. We have faces for plastic surgery. So true. That's what I'm doing later today. Mm. Anyway, also in the background right now, the Super Bowl is happening. It is second quarter, beginning of the second quarter as we're sitting down to do this. So don't say we're not dedicated. That's the only thing you can say about us. We're dedicated and we should be committed. So true. Committed because we love politics. I love politics and the productive discord that goes on in our country. So true. Uh, I mean, Speaking of productive, another brief news item um, that Percy's been a little taken with is the lethargy of our chief executive. Uh, it's not lethargy. It's he just spends his time differently, you know? Executive time for exact- a chief executive. Executive time. You know, yeah. it doesn't say that he's just sitting around watching TV. Okay, it did say he's just sitting around watching TV, but he's also making phone calls. Mm-hmm. And these have been schedules that have been leaked. And as part of a public servant's time where they're meant to be working for the public, they have to show what they're doing, what's happening when. Part of that goes towards like the petty things like reimbursements to cover oh, yeah. travel or expenses but to document what they're doing 
And so to have up to seven of an eight-hour workday filled with executive time, which is the president hanging out in the residential East Wing, watching yeah. TV and making phone calls, it's like, oh, he's kind of like the guy's buying the scratch-offs down the corner, just, like, spending time making connections, but doing nothing, really. I mean, he's... Apparently, his first meeting is happening at either 11 or 11.30, so he's got some serious senioritis already, you know? It must I be I mean, nice. geez, he's just rolling out of bed at, like, 11? Like, damn. You know? I guess when you do so little, it's very easy to criticize everything that others well, do. Well, I mean, of course, to play the devil's advocate that we must on a political podcast, they do say that he is doing, you know, he's not just sitting there watching TV for seven hours straight. I mean, he's doing stuff, but it's like He's leading weird. creatively. Yeah. And if nothing, he's demonstrated himself to be a strong leader that is really the radioactive carrot driving the needle forward. Yeah, well... Interesting you say carrot, because we also got some interesting information from the White House, which is that his uh, tan is only due to genetics. Did you know that? What kind of genetics is that? Is he bred? Was he like spliced with a carrot or something? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, and anything I would say about that would have to be perceived as pure comedy. Oh, but yeah. it makes me wonder if... I think the White House is the same. If Pure I... comedy. Oh well, that's 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 critical. You oh, fucking my bad. I meant scum. professional comedian. Like they're good oh. at what they do. You know. I do have about as much comfort in the things they say as I do Amy Schumer. Wow. Ooh, Amy Schumer is like the White House. Mm. Wow, that's a hot take. I, Steamy. I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer, but I appreciate what she does as an entertainer, and I'd Me like too. to retract that comparison because. Oh, you don't appreciate what the White House does for entertainment? Because I kind of do. I do. I love their Ghostbusters. Amy Schumer hasn't hurt dozens of people like this White House has. So true. I mean, could you imagine a Ghostbusters with Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Trump? That's a great, that's a great thing. She was in the Ghostbusters remake? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I just made, I was totally wrong on also, that. Also, there was nothing wrong with that remake. No, I know. I was just saying that I would like to see a Ghostbusters remake with the last four presidents. That's, I'm happy for that. I didn't criticize the 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 Ghostbusters movie you thinking that I was going Percy. to is the real criticism. Percy, but also one of the last four presidents is dead. No, would he be the ghost? No, he was George uh, H. W. Bush. But I mean, like current and so the four would be Trump, oh. Obama, G. Dub. So you're Clinton. already considering Trump to be a former president. Oh, I meant current and former. My mistake. Okay. Well, now that we have those logistics and semantics out of the way. Yeah. We're going to continue on this inane trip of devil's advocacy. With the Mueller. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the Mueller. Mueller. This is the Mueller probe. And throughout the um, main stories we're going to try to grasp this evening, we're going to look at a theme of federal government overreach and just flexing that federal power. And we're going to be coming from the anti-federalist corner, so to say, because... Ooh, a dangerous thing to say today. A Patrick Henry perspective. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, so we're just going to look at it all in that same kind of vein, you know? The uh, the Mueller probe, the Trump presidency, it's all kind of, you know, yeah. government oversight right so now. So these unrailed conspiracy theory perspectives brought to you by the Devil's Advocate, because sometimes no one's speaking up on behalf of evil, 
And that's, that's when Percy and Hank step in. That's so true. I'm here with Hank Minot, Devil's Advocate, and I'm Percy, Contrarian Kelleter. Let's get down to work. Mueller probe, what do you got? Well, amongst some of the, let's say, peanut gallery, I'm thinking of an abundance of op-eds I've read over at thehill.com. Oh, you read The Hill? Oh, I crazy. read The Hill compulsively. Like, some people jewel. Some people make phone calls while ordering scratch-off after scratch-off at the corner store. And I read thehill.com. So you're saying we could basically rename this podcast, Look What We Read on the Hill Today, and call it a day? Yeah. Yeah. And that's oftentimes my conversations with people. I don't have many friends. <laughs> but one of these op-eds, I'm thinking of the one by Mark Penn, talking mm. about the abuses by Mueller on view for the public to see. Yeah, it was an interesting article. Uh, I think the most pronounced thing that he talks about was if this was happening to Hillary Clinton, if they showed up with, you know, armed people, mm-hmm. it would, you know, 17 or something, a large 11, 17. Yeah, and when you mention the armed folks, they're talking about the way the FBI arrested Roger Stone in the early morning oh, yeah. at his house, not only having the 17 armed agents, but having an amphibious vehicle come in from the water to ensure he didn't make an escape by water, which is really complimentary, I think, that they would even think Roger Stone is so villainous that he'd make an escape by water in this cartel submarine. If the FBI came to me with, like, a submarine to arrest me, I'd be like, wow, you guys really think a lot of me. Thank you. Oh, my God. This is the nicest thing anyone said about me. Yeah, this is really nice of you. 17 armed guards? Because 16, I'd I'd beat up, you know? That's right. But 17, over the edge. Yeah, I think we should really take this as a big compliment to Roger Stone. He may be treasonous. Again, this is a comedy podcast. Right. But (laughs) we like to just go with the hot takes immediately. mm -hmm. He is a worthy opponent. And so... In the uh, court of comedy, you're guilty before proven guilty. That's what my lawyer, Percy Gale Kelleter, tells me. So true. Keep that advice. But on a more serious note... Would people be upset if, you know, any of the Dems, particularly Hillary with the whole email thing, would they be upset if this happened? Would it be a bigger story? We could fill minutes upon hours with what that would result in and do commentary on that. But I think the more important thing is we have these talking heads who show up on cable news shows who are writing these types of op-eds Alan Dershowitz among them. And their whole thing is saying Mueller is glossing over civil liberties of yeah, the president, yeah. of Roger Stone, of Paul and, Manafort. And do you see it that way? Do you think he's doing that? Or is that kind of an over overestimate, you know? I understand their perspective, but I don't see them speaking up when there are more egregious mass instances of going against civil liberties. I'm thinking of child and family separation policies. I'm thinking of... I'm drawing a blank on other examples beyond that, but there are many ways in which this administration has not been the most enlightened in terms of justice, in terms of due process. Well, also just kind of circumventing the, you know, the process, government overreach. He's threatening to, you know, build a wall with military forces. The whole thing, the whole system, you know, you know, divide the, the government into two entities if you want, but the whole thing is really kind of 
overreaching at mm-hmm. this point. Mueller probe, yes. Trump, yes. I do not see an egregious crazy. lack in the civil liberties of the president and those in his orbit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's still the people in seats of power. It's been over two years since he was inaugurated, and they're still in power. It's not as if this is the powered moneyed interests oppressing people. These no. talking heads like Mark Penn and Alan Dershowitz seem to be saying that Roger Stone and the president and those in that orbit deserve unique civil liberties that will keep them protected and happy and out of prison and not forced to pay bail. Well, I... we should we should also talk about kind of the gag rule that the uh, the judge threw on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's interesting. Again, to to play devil's advocate, because obviously I I kind of agree with you. I think they're asking for a bit much, especially with Trump's use of judges right now. To say that the the gag rule is kind of it's a little absurd to kind of go out on a limb there. But yeah. So the DOJ put in place a gag request. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. A lot is going to unfold in these months. I know a lot that is going to unfold today. Today, in terms of Madero and the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that too. Also, this coming week, we're going to be seeing the continued nomination proceedings for Attorney General nominee William Barr, who served under George H. W. Bush, who will not be in the presidential Ghostbusters remake. Damn. Except as a ghost. Oh, that's a great. That's a great plot point. George H.W. Oh. Bush's ghost, the only thing paler than Dick Cheney. Oh, my God. He could be the new uh, guy who's the... Oh, okay, I've barely he, ever he seen it. He could be Yoda in Star Wars oh, as perfect. the ghost. I mean, what's the big guy at the end of the... You know, the big ghost at the end of Ghostbusters? That could the be Michelin him. Michelin Man? Yeah, that one. He could be uh, that. Isn't that crazy? With a kinder, gentler Michelin hand. I think we should write a script and send it over to Clinton. I mean, I think he might do it. I think he'd think about it. You know what? Let's send him an email. Okay. Let's yeah. send him an email. Send him we'll an send email. him an email. Yeah. We'll do that. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's writing, you know, thrillers, so why won't he be in a thriller? And it's not. And Trump has so much time on his hands with this executive time. Why isn't shooting a movie executive time? You're making a lot of good points. And I quite know. frankly, as someone trained as a devil's advocate, I don't have any response, so they must be. Yeah, the you best can't. Points. Exactly. You can't even, you know, come up with I can't arguments even. for that. I can't even. I yeah. can't even. Ooh. Other thing we should talk about, though, before we run out of time 21 Savage today outed, and I want to say outed specifically as a British citizen. Yes. A legal immigrant. These damn Brits coming over here stealing our rap jobs. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> earlier today, ICE conducted an apprehension of the rapper 21 Savage down in Atlanta. And prior to today, to today, 21 Savage was thought of as a native Atlanta rapper. But based on this ICE statement, he came to the U.S. in 2005 over visa that expired a year later wow his mother is of dominican heritage but i guess he had uk citizenship so not only does this raise questions about the grounds ice is using to go after him but also is he british yeah it's very confusing and in fact i'm sure in the next like week we'll get a lot more things about the story 
but this just broke today so mm-hmm. we're just reacting to yeah. it now we were pushing off recording today because i was like oh percy i'll go for a run yeah i should be a healthful boy oh percy i'm going to go for a run 45 minutes later and then 10 minutes before I ran, this story broke. So yeah. it was by chance that we were able to cover it tonight. Yeah. But- so essentially, 21 Savage story is the most important one. I mean, you know, Trump threatening to do the wall, oversights of, you know, Mueller overstepping his bounds, whatever. 21 Savage might be an illegal immigrant. Incredible. Do you think that they did such a forceful apprehension of 21 Savage to get back at Robert Mueller as it's widespread knowledge. 21 Savage is Bob Mueller's favorite rapper. And this Ooh. is a way to retaliate. Wow. So you think it's now going to spill over the cult, the, the, the Mueller probe conflict is going to spill over into what's going on in hip hop. I'm saying it's the happened. Mueller Russian probe is going to the be the biggest hip-hop feud since Tupac oh, and Biggie. Oh, interesting take. You know what? I like that. That's in, that's incredible. And I cannot wait to see when 21 Savage beats up Eric Trump. I can't wait to, for Putin to drop, uh, you know, a diss track. Mm. I, I'm very excited. Oh, what if tonight Maduro just drops a diss track instead of saying when they're going to do the elections? I think much like... That Bobby guy made chess a kind of diplomatic tool. Bobby Fisher? Yeah. That Bobby guy. That Bobby guy. Bobby Fisher. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay, he's okay. Um, but Bobby <laughs> Fisher with the Swisher, that chess <laughs> diplomat, um, oh. I think much like he made chess diplomatically relevant, hip-hop and diss tracks are going to be the way of the future. Wow. Hip-hop is the new chess. You mm-hmm. heard it here first. And I don't have a lot of kind things to say about Trump, but I try to I try to always find something nice to say. And I think his, his tan's voice, very natural. His tan's very natural, and very his natural. voice could be very good for hip-hop. I'm like, sure he's I watching some good, good TV as well. Mm-hmm. I hope he's watching BET to ah, get yeah. a better sense of how to improve his rap. I think he might be. I think he might be watching BET. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be excited for that well we need more what we need from the press is more information on how he spends his executive time that's what we need go out there nbc get this remember when you had presidents that had meetings nope we live in a post-meeting era okay now they do ghostbuster movies now we have phone calls and scratch-offs yeah but um before we move on to I think the last point we want to touch on tonight, the last story, speaking about hip-hop and Donald Trump, I do remember a song called Donald Trump, and that was by Mr. Mac Miller, Malcolm Miller. Wow, rest in peace. that was, I think, 2011 or so, and Donald Trump sued him at the time, and it was kind of this hip-hop song like, oh, I have money, I'm being ostentatious, I'm being ostentatious, balling out. I'm on my Donald Trump shit. Right, yeah. And Trump We all remember. Him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I didn't know. They all remember. Everyone who listens to this podcast remembers cuz it's us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we do listen back to our own podcast. I haven't yet. But okay. I will be. I will be our second listener. Okay. Well, thank you oh, for you're joining welcome. the audience. Oh my god, are you a fan of Mac Miller? Yeah. Who isn't? And it's 
I don't know. He didn't make it into the 27 club, but still, rest in peace, Mac. Yeah, Mac Miller and Donald J. Trump came so far from 2011, and I, Jeez, it's okay, a nice little time capsule to think stop. back to that lawsuit. Yeah, it is interesting to think back to that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. That's that's so strange. Yeah, especially because he should that should have been the song he used at his rallies. You know why? Why was that not the song he used at his rallies? That's incredible. He had a song that basically just embodied him completely, and he just didn't do it. You make good points. I know. That's why the devils hired you. And to continue on our devil's advocacy, delivering contentions on behalf of Lucifer himself, we're going to touch upon another way the federal government has been flexing those good authority muscles. Ooh, yeah, just taking out their authority and spraying Mm -hmm. people in the face. Well, that's just that's slapping gross. them in the face with their authority. Mm, okay, we can get worse. But to continue under DHS in particular, flexing those muscles, much like they have against Mister Twenty One Savage, of course. DHS, it was reported this past week, created a fake university in Michigan with which to ensnare and apprehend people involved in dispensing visas for students in ways that were not above board. So it seems that under the current administration, now the federal government is in the business of creating fraudulent universities. Wow. Shouldn't we all be, though? Welcome to Minot University. So true. Please pay your tuition at the door. Wait. Oh, so they must have gotten the idea from Trump in the first place. Trump University, this shit, they, they knew. It's, That's what executive time. He's been planning this. It seems oh like God. an episode of Arrested Development. Like, yeah. oh, you remember when Buster went to cartography class it's in a callback, season two? Yeah. Now in season five, we're inventing the globe. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a callback. To- That's great. That's I mean, so awesome. For all of his... What is this? Season three of the Trump presidency? And we're already getting a callback? I don't know. But... um. For all of his alleged lack of focus and lack of productivity that my compatriot Percy's throwing out here. Oh, that wasn't me. That was the devil's advocate. Okay. Well, I forget who is who. (laughs) Me too. But he has a lot of continuity, and I appreciate that he's still ripping students off. Now it's not just taking your money. It's taking you out of this geographic location. So true. I think 21 Savage must have been a member of this university, too. Wow, it would really just be awful if so, he were punished after trying to improve himself through education. I know, that's just so sad. But I just gotta say, before we continue, say what you want about Donald Trump, but these uh, these last few seasons have been very watchable, if terrifying, very watchable. They've had me on the edge of my seat as we go through them, but I'm not... Vomiting on the edge of my seat. Well, that has nothing to do with the presidency. That's the food you provide me. Right. That's that's the American cheese I'm forced to eat every day. But I'm not sure there's much replay value in this presidency, because already I think back to times I haven't been compulsively refreshing the hill every 30 to 90 seconds. Yeah, better and days. The days when news stories pass and I'm not following them, I don't really miss them. It's just kind of observing the buzz, the gossip. Oh, did you hear that oh, Trump yeah. has a natural tan? Yeah, oh, the whole thing has become basically like reality television. 
and it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like cable news has turned into form spring. Yeah, so what you're saying is we're basically like a political podcast, but also kind of a reality TV show podcast. Or perhaps, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... It's like a recap and analysis of... The episode. Yeah. It's a good episode this week. Mm. I enjoyed it. And are there any other things bopping around in your head that you can think of? Uh, I can't really. Frankly, I think next week we're going to have a lot of stuff Mm because we're going to be able to touch more on Venezuela. Yeah, and there have been some mutterings, particularly from National Security Advisor Michael Bolton, where he showed a notebook earlier in the week standing in front of a camera and just holding his legal pad outward. And there was one bullet point that said 5,000 troops to Colombia. And wow. they wouldn't make any comment about that or why it was written on the pad. Was there a question mark? I do not remember. I think there was not one. Damn. But Ooh. so perhaps Michael Bolton is either playing a risk game or he's trying to move troops to Colombia. To... 5,000. Mm-hmm. So Michael Bolton, headline for the next day, Michael Bolton sending 5,000 troops to Venezuela. Which Michael Bolton? Well, Colombia. Oh, Colombia. Colombia. Because I believe we have bases in Colombia, okay. but we don't in Venezuela. So it's oh. kind of the launching point if there would be action. Oh, my, my mistake. Okay. And then oh, subsequent that to that, much less exciting um, then. we've had Trump say military options are on the table, I believe. Yeah, he Press has Secretary said that. Sanders also said such things, but then more recently he said action isn't imminent, so... They're dangling that radioactive carrot. Let's see if the meal moves. Yeah, I think what he probably did is he tried to come out hard on Venezuela, but then realized that, you know, Maduro's not really backing down, and he's not going to invade them, Mm -hmm. probably. Trump is just flexing that federal muscle. Oh, like always. As the devil likes. Oh, yeah. And then another point to the U.S. federal government's effect on the Mexican internal relations. This happened prior to recording last week, so... On Friday, of not this past Friday, the week before, the U.S. State Department released to the opposition rulers Venezuelan funds that were in the U.S. Federal Reserve, effectively giving them a lot of cash to work with. The military wow. still hasn't sided with the opposition. Juan Guiado. Yeah. Or Gado. We said it incorrectly last week. Yeah, we're very... We want to apologize to Mr. G-U-I-A-D-O. We would like Gado. to apologize to that man uh, yeah. because it's not fun to get your name mispronounced by a couple of losers on a podcast. I know that feeling because great people everywhere are always mispronouncing my name. So yeah. it must be just awful to have losers on a podcast mispronounced. Yeah. Uh, so we apologize. Uh, really, though. This mm-hmm. sounds sarcastic, but actually, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And so it was reported this past Monday, January 28th, I believe, um, oh, yes. that the Friday previously, the State Department let these reserves go to the opposition ruler. So well, the U.S. is still being tenuous at this time, and we are still waiting for deadlines about what future elections may hold when they might be called. Um, things will be changing. Also, Percy suggested this afternoon that we do an episode down the road on the Democratic primary field. For yeah, when it, when it fills out a little more. I mean, it's mm-hmm. full right now, but it, it could get, it's going to be big. Yep. In the past week, we've had Cory Booker throw his hat in the ring as well, and others are expected, increasingly, Senator Sanders from Vermont, 
Vice President Joe Biden. So more yeah, will happen. It's going to be exciting. Hillary is still being talked about. I as... don't think she's going to run. But mm. anyway, look for that episode. I think we're going to do a full one on that, actually. We're, we might get some guests, and by guests, I mean random people. Yeah. Yeah. Just the guys who are getting scratch-offs that week. Exactly. We're just going to wander into a department yeah. store, see who's there. Live from the convenience store with Hank and Percy. Oh, it's going to be pretty fun. So we have that to look forward to. We'll throw that in a slow news week because there are so many slow news weeks. Yeah, not, not every week. It's not every week that 21 Savage turns out to be an illegal immigrant. Alleged. Alleged. My bad. Alleged. Could still be That's my devil's advocacy talking. My okay. mistake. Well, it seems that Percy is spent and needs to recharge his devil battery. We got to watch the rest of the Super Bowl because he only watched, you know, the second half. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. That has been this week in our American Republic, and we will see you next week. Sicko Mo! <laughs>